Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways, episode 60. I'm Jackson, and today I'm going to talk about how we can't take the wine and leave the bread. Well, that sounds great. Good to be here, Jackson. I'm Pastor Jack Hamilton, and it'll be fun to have some dialogue the, this day. Yeah, all that and more on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Pastor Jack, thank you for taking the time. No, it's great to be here, Jackson. Kind of fun. It'll yeah. be fun to chit-chat. Yeah. Always appreciate your wisdom and uh, you taking the time out of your schedule to no, be with us. No, it's so. great. Good to be here. Well, we're talking this week coming out of a message uh, from my dad on durable, the yep. topic of durable, um, as a, and it's a value for us. It's one of our core values. And he mentioned that this actually snuck in a little yes, bit later from the rest. Right. So what I think is interesting is you've got great perspective on all of our core values because you sure. were here for the formation of them Right. Um, because these didn't predate you and Pastor Tom. Nope. So these were things that came out of your guys' leadership. What kind of was the process to, you had truthful, helpful, enjoyable, mm-hmm. and then you mess up all the alliteration of the the <laughs> core values. You throw, the, you throw the D in there. <laughs> what was the reason that you guys were like, man, we got to add this durable piece. Yeah, you know, there's a little history there. Just back up even a little bit, even before the three, uh, the truthful, helpful, and enjoyable. Uh, Tom and I went to uh, Boulder, Colorado, and heard a speaker named Jim Collins, not a believer, but very sympathetic to Christian men in ministry, women. And he uh, was just about ready to release a book at that time called Good to Great. Mm. He had already written one called Built to Last. And so we were kind of uh, guys that were really, you know, into that, trying to figure out, you know, because he was studying businesses and organizations, and what was it that allowed a, a company, a business, or whatever, a nonprofit even to extend? Hmm. And so Tom, you know, he's brilliant, and came up with the truthful, helpful, and enjoyable, and that was kind of the beginning. But then we started thinking about, okay, this thing should last longer. And we, you know, threw out the whole concept of what is now durability. We just about what makes an enduring church? What would help us last uh, beyond Tom and the present leadership's future and have the church be just as strong, if not stronger, mm-hmm. in the days ahead? So that kind of is a little bit of the history. Collins wrote, you know, Good to Great, Built to Last, How the Mighty Fall. He just came out with a more recent one on called 2.0, so it's kind of an update. So I'm about halfway through that. Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of some of the things that we had done in the beginning. But I think that's kind of the history of that. Yeah. We wanted to um, think about the church reaching the next generation, not just who we are in our world, but that next generation. And I think that's really what it came from. Yeah. No, and it's such a um, interesting way to think because... You know, when we talk about a hundred years from now in yep. that statement, man, that's a, we can't really even fathom or wrap our minds around what a nope. hundred years from now is. Nope. So how, like, as you guys were kind of building out that statement or that idea, how did that kind of color, like, you're, you're thinking of it through the lens of like, man, this is going to impact the way we make decisions. This yes. is going to impact the way that we, like, how was that kind of being thought of as you guys were putting the durable piece together. Yeah, I think it's a generational thing. You know, when you take our mission statement, go back to Ephesians 4.12, where it says, you know, and Tom kind of paraphrased that, you know, preparing every generation to reach their world for Christ. Yeah. It's a generational thing. I think in the original... 
translation it says equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry the idea is preparing and that's what God's con you know called us to do but I do think it's a generational thing I do think sometimes churches can get guilty of being tied a little bit too much to their methods mm. and losing sight of the mission. And I think that's been a challenge even for you because God's brought you here to help us to think more really about our online presence, our digital awareness, because we're a bunch of old guys, you know what I mean? And we have to think about what's gonna reach that next generation. And I yeah. think we always have to be focused on the, on the future. And I don't mean just forget the past because we have a pretty good past, but let's not live in that world. Yeah. And I, I love that quote that Todd even mentioned. I don't even remember who originally said it. You know, it was like, um, we date our methods, yeah. but what? We're married, married to, to the, the mission. mission. We date our methods, but we're married to the mission. And I don't want to forget that because yeah. methods change. And so the whole digital presence, the whole online presence, websites, all of that is so new to us in the last really 20 years. Yeah, you think to the past even, what how big of a change it was for you guys as a church when you introduced an electric guitar or oh, yeah. drums to the stage or By things far. like that? Jackson, that's a great illustration of that. It really is. Back then, that was a big deal. You know, back when Tom and I came in 1984, we both wore um, sport coats and ties, and we couldn't be on the stage unless you had that. Yeah. You know, and so that was a, a you know, and I kind of look and makes me smile now thinking back to those days. But all of those things uh, were just symptoms of the culture at that moment and that point in time. You know, we would have never thought, you know, you can look at my shorts on today. We would have never thought of even coming to work in a pair of shorts yeah. or even wearing a hat. Yeah. I mean, that was so foreign, you know, 35, 40 years ago. So, yeah, yeah I think you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. And we talk about one of the cool things that we've done throughout the series is we're tying these core values, not just to like, hey, this is who we are as a church, but this flows out of the character of God. This yes. flows out of what he's about. How would you kind of look at the concept of durability and connect that to the way that God operates? Well, I, I just think that's part of, you know, T Todd mentioned that on the weekend. It, it's all related to his character, which is really eternality. Mm. And, you know, and we look at that. And I, I mean, if we look at the church really over the last couple hundred years, it has really changed, but the mission hasn't. We're still doing what God's called us to do. You know, he given us the Great Commission in Matthew 28, where to, you know, reach the world for Christ yeah. and that's where it is that doesn't diminish the other parts of that we are still to practice uh, you know fellowship or worship or be uh, growing in our faith but the prime directive that's a Star Trek term for you the prime directive is to reach our world for Christ and yeah. I think that's the thing we always have to get back to and some of those methods and other things kind of change in there yeah but I, I also believe that part of that in our our Jim Collins-esque way um, I think that one of the things that's helped us is what I wrote myself a note what I call homegrown t uh, management and that's even having your dad back with mm -hmm. that same vision that he really inculcated back 15 years ago or whenever that was and uh, I, I want to put a lot of emphasis on the fact that great vision without great people it's irrelevant mm. doesn't count yeah. And so you've got to have the great people to support the mission. Yeah. And, and God's been gracious to us. Honestly, Jackson, I want to be arrogant and prideful. I'm very proud of the team that you guys are yeah. and uh, what God's brought here uh, to, to reach that next generation or that next phase of the durability. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you, Jack. That's encouraging. And I and I think too, like when I look at the um, the enduring um, aspect of God, especially in this New Testament reality, we were talking before we even got on camera about why why am I in my generation, which so many are not committed to the church in my generation, right. why am I still committed to the church? And one of the things that sticks out to me is Jesus is committed to the church. Yes. Jesus is committed to the church, not as like a backup to his backup. It's his yeah. plan A. Plan A, no And plan Jesus B. is committed to the church. There's no other option. And right. if I'm committed to Jesus, then I'm committed to the church. Right. And it's not a real popular time right now to be no. committed to the church, yep. but I'm still committed to the church because I'm committed to Jesus. And Jackson, I'm glad you really tie that together because I think some of our young adults don't. Uh, oops, excuse me. They, they are wanting to be related to the church and tied to the church but it i mean tied to jesus but they divorce it from the church yeah and that is god's plan a there is no plan b and i know the church is imperfect to a lot of our young people but i always come back to that same thing it's, we still that's his plan yeah and we got to get back to that and uh, our goal should be to be uh, forces of change within the church to make it to be what god wanted to be in the beginning yeah yeah, and we talk about how, um, you know, a great point from this weekend's message is durable churches are made of durable people. Yes. And I think that goes both ways. That goes for sure to our older folks, right, who have the tendency maybe to be like, this is the way we've always done it. Yep. We need to keep doing it this way. Yep. So that goes that way for sure. Yeah. But then, man, durable for the young folks too. That yep. change isn't going to come maybe as quickly as I want it to, but I'm still going to stick it out and Good. be committed to the church, right? Good. Good. I'm not going to cave just because I'm not getting things my way as quick as I want to. A great band that I love, um, King's Kaleidoscope, they say they talk about that same concept you're talking about, Jack, this way in a lyric. They say, I take the wine and I leave the bread. Okay. Talking about communion. Yeah. I take what Jesus has done for me, but I leave the body. Uh, and it's like you can't separate those things. No. Jesus has brought them together in this sacrament of communion. Yeah. Jesus' sacrifice goes hand in hand with the body. Yeah. And so we can't divorce his sacrifice from right. his body. Wow. You know, I'm preach that, brother. That's that's great because I I don't hear that much from our younger folks. Not so much at High Desert Church, but yeah. as I'm out and about with other ministries and stuff, I will hear similar messages to what you're saying there. And uh, I think we got to get back to the fact, the church. Yeah. And it is a, a God's ask us in a sense to make it durable. And yeah. so, and we can look around honestly, Jackson. It kind of causes me a little bit of sadness. Some of the churches when I was your age that had a great run at that time are not almost some of them probably have even shut the doors yeah because they've been in this growth decline and going downhill and you know i'm not such a overly growth guy but you know when we think about growth it just basically means we're touching people's lives mm. we're influencing more people for christ more people are coming to christ we're seeing lives changed i don't want to get in a numbers game like only thing that matters is bigness because it doesn't yeah but the thing is those people those numbers are people in their lives and god's called us to reach them yeah and let's talk about this too in this same kind of vein jack i feel like you and i are at good opposite ends of the spectrum to talk about this you're an older guy i'm a younger guy how do you um not get set in the like 
this is the way, especially, man, you've been here at HDC for yeah. this so many years. 38. 38 years. Yeah. How do you not get, and what I would say is I still find you to be incredibly approachable. Mm -hmm. I can feel like I can bring new ideas to you. I feel like I can challenge some of the ways that we've done things to you. Sure. And not get worried that you're going to get offended or cut yeah. me out. Yeah. So how do you how do you stay fresh that way? Because I've got to imagine you see a lot of your brothers and sisters in Christ that are your same age now who aren't that way anymore. Yeah, Jackson, How do you stay soft that way? Well, I, I, I hope I can stay that way until the Lord calls me home. But I do think that what you said is probably typical for age. You know, and so we have to kind of resist that. That's kind of going back to what we said a few minutes ago about not getting hung up on the, the methods and losing sight of the mission. We got to keep the mission front and center. That's where we're going. And uh, I, I'm very blessed, honestly, when we look at High Desert Church, Jackson, we don't have a lot of uh, people my age that are cranky old. You know, I was going to use a bad word, <laughs> cranky old farts, you know, that just causes grief. We have a lot of older folks that really want to make a difference in the world. And I think, honestly, I think that's come over time because uh, we've had good teachers here. We've had people preaching the word of God, the truth. And you know this, that it's the Holy Spirit uses the word of God to change people. That's the vehicle. Yeah. And so that truthful element that we started out with, that's the key key component to me. If we yeah. see the Word of God as it is and rightfully interpret it and present it to our people, it's going to bring forth life change. And I do think our people will respond to that and see what what might be out there in the future. Yeah. And I think too, Jack, you when you show up to church, you're not showing up to church for what it can do for you. Mm -hmm. You're showing up to church with a great purpose. You show up to church to impact and influence people. Right. And I think, man, there's too many old folks in churches who are not seeing the opportunity to pass down the wisdom of their faith, yeah. the experience of their faith, that, man, you've seen high times and low times sure. in your faith, in your walk with Christ. And I, my experience with Jesus pales in comparison. And so I need your wisdom. I need yeah. your advice. And I think that keeps you, that keeps you and people in your same kind of age range away from was service good for me today? No. And it points you towards, man, how am I using what God's done in me over the years right. to invest in who comes next? Yeah. And I, you know, that that that's kind of a dream I have, Jackson, and maybe sometime you and I can talk about that. But I, I just really wish there was a way, and I don't even know how to do it because I've never seen a church do it well, to connect some of our older people to younger people, almost like in that mentoring role yeah. where they could have time together to let the younger lady and the younger man be with the younger, I mean, an older lady and an older guy just for that kind of experience. Because that kind of stuff just brings wealth to us. You want to listen to the other person. I, I think there's so much of that. You know, like, what's it like to walk in another man's shoes? I, I even think that relates a little bit to some of the issues regarding racism. You mm. know, you don't know what it's like to, to walk in their shoes. Yeah. And I think it's good for us to try to figure that out sometimes. What is it like now to be a, a 25 or 30-year-old young man trying to trying to follow Jesus? What are the issues that he is facing? What are the decisions that he makes? And I think the old 65-year-old guy might be able to come alongside and put his arm around him and, and exhort him to whatever God might want. Yeah. But it's hard to match that up. I almost feel like it's a shotgun wedding. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wish there was some way 
of making that connection. I really do. And part of the breakdown might be, Jack, that there's too many of our older folks who are coming to church almost kind of purposeless. Okay. They don't have that perspective of like, I'm here not for me, I'm here to invest in yes. the next generation. Right. And too many of our young folks, this is kind of what I want to get to on my side of things as a young person, yeah. we don't come with the respect for people who have been walking with Jesus okay. for a long time. Okay, it goes both like, ways. I want, to bring, I want to bring that level of respect to the people who have built HDC to what it is now. Mm-hmm. I, want to, I always want to bring esteem to you and to Tom, not because you demand it, but because, man, I am reaping the benefit All of right. the hard work that you guys have done. I'm so appreciative of it. I'm so thankful for it. Sure. And I never want to take it for granted. And I think that approach, man, I bring a different level of, because of that, I bring a different level of respect and honor, and I'm sure. looking for the wisdom that you have. So mm-hmm. I'm coming ready to receive it. Not like I have all the answers, not like I have it figured out. And honestly, I think part of the issue for young folks, not like you guys don't have anything to offer because you didn't grow the church when Instagram was a thing, right? Yeah. Like it's like, just because you guys didn't have social media around or the internet wasn't as prevalent or whatever it is, doesn't mean you don't have wisdom for life. Doesn't mean you don't have wisdom for ministry or life with Jesus or how to raise a family. There's so much wisdom um, in the life experience of our older folks in church who have walked with Jesus for such a long time. And as a younger person, I want to bring esteem and honor to that. I don't want to reject it. Yeah, well, thank you for that. I I think that goes both ways in that sense. I mean, uh, you know, I think I've quoted to you before um, one of my favorite verses you know and I and I will challenge people sometimes when I'm speaking in groups and stuff especially to church staffs I'll say to them Jackson uh, what what was Jesus like give me some adjectives give me some descriptive words of how you would describe him and I go around the room and some say compassionate loving and stuff like that but the only place in Scripture, Jackson, that Jesus describes himself is in Matthew eleven thirty four, mm. And what does it say? I am humble oh. and gentle of heart. Yeah. So when you and I say we want to be Christ-like, we better put right at the top humility and, you know, humbleness and our gentleness. Yeah. And I think that um, for a young man has to have humility to learn and want to learn things and have a heart for wisdom. But it also means the old guy can't be full of pride. Yeah. Because, you know, God is opposed to the proud and gives grace to the humble. Yeah. And you better have that. And I think it's easier for old people, especially, you know, if we're talking to guys in ministry, as they get older to think they have it wired, got it all figured out, and it can actually lead to pride. And man, you're asking for trouble, Mm. in my opinion. Mm. That's really good. Well, and hopefully you're walking away uh, encouraged from this weekend's message to embrace some of the attitude that has to come with durability, embrace some of what's required of us, wherever you fall at in the age bracket, whether it's needing to esteem those who have come before um, or needing to, man, maybe see, maybe I don't have it all figured out and I want to invest in what comes next as well. So um, as always, please let us know if you got a tangible takeaway coming out of this week's message there in the comments. Don't forget to like the video, maybe share it with a friend and subscribe so you get future videos. Jack, thank you so much for taking the no, time. No, thanks for being here. It'll be fun to be fun to listen to you this weekend. I don't know if our folks are listening, but lock in for sure this weekend. Jackson's going to take on our fourth characteristic of our core values, enjoyable, and I'm looking forward to that, and then I can uh, beat him up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Well, I hope this has been a good episode for you. That's all we got for this week on Tangible Takeaways. We'll catch you guys next week. All right.